Welcome to the Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Hey, welcome. Welcome. Hey. Welcome to you. Welcome to you. Yes. Thanks for being on here with us. We have a big topic to cover with you today. We're going to do it as quickly as possible, and it's also going to be an unfolding one. So if you don't like everything you hear about it today, we're going to be hitting this again in the future. So so comment below. We'll respond to every single one of those. Especially, Subscribe. Especially if you're nice. We'll get back with you. <laughs> and uh, 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 hit the bell so you get notified when these come up in the future, and you can see how this conversation continues to unfold. For time. Yes. Big stuff happening in the world. Definitely. So last weekend in LA, there were two police officers that were shot while they were in their car. One was a 31-year-old lady that actually had a six-year-old son that three years ago, she was actually a librarian. And the other one was a gentleman that was 24 years old. And this 31-year-old, they now just so you guys know, they both got shot, uh, both of them in the head, um, the lady actually in the jaw. And uh, they also got shot other places. And um, took about a change of career, going from a librarian, which would probably have to be one of the safest career yes, choices. Exactly. If you're, if you're seeking safety, librarian would be high. Yes. Uh, and serving as a police officer in Compton. Yep. Would be a huge. Oh my goodness! I'd love when That's this comes out to hear more, like what, why the career path change. Yes. You know, be interesting to see what she continues to do. Glad it's she's alive. True. So anyway, they they both get out of the car because after the shooting. They didn't know if there was more, what was going on, what was happening. So they got out of the car. They actually went and got behind a pole. And at that time, the 31-year-old lady took a tourniquet and put it around her partner. Uh, and they said possibly could have saved his life by doing that. Um, so pretty amazing, heroic actions there. You know, you movies try to create scenarios that highlight a behavior of of if the worst thing happened, how would you respond in that moment? You yes. see a save it private, saving private Ryan, or you, you know, Hollywood creates these scenarios because when you're watching a movie, you're, you're kind of have a, a question in your head of what would I do in that situation? Yes. And this isn't a movie. This is real life. Exactly. And I tell you what, you're sitting there minding your own business. She's probably having a conversation. She got up that morning, didn't know what was going on. All of a sudden some coward, because that's what this man was that yes. shot her is a coward. Anybody to sneak up from behind and shoot a young mother in the jaw, mm -hmm. blow part of her jaw off, shoot him in the arms, jump him from behind and then run away yep. is, is a coward. Is a coward. Exactly. Any movie would cast that person as a coward and, and they cast this woman as a huge hero mm -hmm. because you know, you, it, it made sense if she would have, Covered her wounds and ran for help. Or exactly, and she even called nine one one or whatever the dispatch or whatever they would call. You know, as a police officer, they call dispatch for help, letting them know this is what's happened and this is where we are. So send help. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen this clip. It was on every channel, just mm -hmm. covered differently based on probably what channel you're doing and what channel you're watching. But in the moment of of biggest greatest challenge mm -hmm. she really rose up she i look did. at that and i'm thinking wow i don't i don't know if there's somebody i could list as a higher level of hero than her you listen to the the dispatch call they can barely even make out that she's calling for help with a blown off jaw she's still trying to do the things to save her partner without knowing is, is this a gang thing are there 10 right. more people or is this one coward or is this a group of cowards Time to find out it was just one coward. Yeah, but it was also that at that same time being videoed. We hear on video people laughing. Um, there yeah. was there was even when they got to the hospital, they were trying to get in um, with the ambulance, and then there was protesters outside yeah. actually saying that they wish she would she would there die. Black Lives Matter activists outside the hospital blocking ambulances can't come in or out. Yep. Um, video clips. I'm sure a lot of you saw him of of 
more cowards outside the hospital hoping she dies, mm-hmm. you know, in this process. Yep. And it's uh, it, it's disturbing the level of, of, of cowardness and people operating on such dark premises. Hard to believe it's in the United States. Of what's happening in our culture. You'd yep. think this would be in uh, Tegucigalpa or, or yep. you know, I was in Tegucigalpa a few years ago and it was the highest murder rate of any city yep. in the world at that time because there's so much corruption and drug cartel running and uh it kind of looks like the streets of, of California in yeah, some ways. It's now. starting to look that way. So let's talk about um, kind of the short circuit of information flow. What has happened over the last few years that's made this this uh well you know the, where the, we're getting news but also where others are getting information. The world has changed dramatically in that even a few years ago, say when we were, you know, uh, just a short few years ago when we were kids, we were in, <laughs> exactly. you know, even say the 90s or the 80s or the 70s, one of those things where, you know, uh, after a sporting event, the player would speak to a newspaper reporter mm-hmm. and, and that player would be dependent upon that reporter presenting what he said in the right light, in right. the right context. You know, some players were sort of pitched as villains and some good mm-hmm. guys and, and this and that. But but we were dependent upon that that layer of media in between. Right. You know, the president would speak. It would go through the media. Then we would be the recipients on one of two or three channels. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sports Center came along and all of a sudden you got more news. It wasn't just the, you know, right before the weather on the local news. Right. It, was, it was 24-7 news. But of, it was of sports. Of sports. Yes. It was the same thing for presidents, same thing for athletes, yep. but they were all dependent upon that filter of the media. So the the, the athlete would talk, the media would write a story, mm-hmm. and then the next day or two, you know, you'd read about it in the newspaper or you'd see it on one of two channels. I remember distinctly when Twitter came along, I'm watching a professional athlete that I was following on Twitter who was in a major conflict with the team he was on. Mm-hmm. He had been asked to leave the team. He was at home the, and the media did interviews with this athlete and um while I'm watching the news report, I'm watching comments from him. And he's saying, wow. hey, they're not telling the truth. Here's what I exactly what I said. He was he was attaching clips of him saying different than what they're saying he yep. said. And I remember thinking that this changes everything because now I don't need that filter in between. Like now that athlete is his own right. media channel. Right. Now that athlete's his own sports center. They his can speak own, for themselves. He can speak for himself. And yep. so so people in droves began following, like I was doing, following him on Twitter. Yep. Because you want to hear directly from that person. That now I got exactly what he's saying. He's commenting while they're saying what he said he said. Right. You know, and you have, you know, more points of information. But it also, instead of all the eyeballs following CBS News or the eyeballs following mm-hmm. the Kansas City Star or, you know, the, you know, uh, whatever newspaper you, you read. All the all the, the the citizens are now following that athlete and wanting okay or or that elected official yep. or that celebrity. Yep. What did they have to say? Which it gave those people a huge platform because, yes. like, if you were to look at the amount of followers that people have, it's crazy. Like, yeah. let's look at some of the numbers. We, we pulled this up. You know, I thought, well, who's the, who has more followers than anybody in America? Well, right or in the world right now, it is Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, how many has he got? Is 122 million just on Twitter. Now, the, these guys have, some of them have more on Instagram. Instagram they got more on right. Facebook and depending on their choice, Snapchat yeah. and TikTok mm-hmm. and, you know, everything else. Um, you know, Justin Bieber is number number two on this list with 112 wow. uh, million. Katy Perry's number three on this list with 108 million. You got Rihanna, a couple soccer players. You got Taylor Swift. She and Trump are kind of running neck and neck, right? Right ahead of Lady Gaga and mm-hmm. Ellen. 
YouTube as a corporation, you know, is up there pretty high with 72 million. What one thing jumped out at me is Twitter's down there at like number 17 with 58 million. How could Twitter not be number one? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Twitter's should, it's not, not the highest. They should just build that into the algorithm. If you, if you invent <laughs> if you invent Twitter, then everybody follows Twitter. You know, you got Britney Spears, you have Jimmy Fallon, Bill Gates is down there at uh, number 22, uh, the world's most popular college dropout. Yeah, pretending to be a world-renowned scientist. You got CNN at 50 million. Um, LeBron. Well, so you look at CNN at 50 million, but you look at Britney Spears at 56. So more people are going to hear from Taylor Swift, Britney Spears, Justin Bieber than they're going to hear from CNN. Right. Which may or may not be a good thing. I don't know anybody needs to hear from CNN. Um, New York Times is on there. Jennifer Lopez, LeBron James, are all 40, 45 million just on Twitter. I think LeBron James has 100 like and some. 114 or 119 million. All, all put together. Yep. Well, just Okay, just think of how that reshuffles the deck of how we gain information and who has influence. Used to be Walter Cronkite had so much power when mm-hmm. we were young kids. Uh, now we're dating ourselves. <laughs> uh, what he said went. Right. Okay, you had that source of data. So, yep. so everybody would talk to CBS, then CBS would disseminate to us what was the truth. Right. You know, and, and now these people have a bigger platform they do. than the media outlets. They have a big platform. And a lot of times they're not just talking about the things they know a lot about. Like, you know, let's say, um, you know, you have somebody that maybe they're really great at music. They're not spending all their time talking about music. They're actually talking about, you know, different things that yeah. they really don't have an expertise in. But because uh, they are famous, a lot of times we give them that space, yeah. you know, to talk about things that they really don't know much about, and we really respect their opinion on well, it. Well, we make a false uh, connection between accomplishment and wisdom. Yes. And there's, just because somebody is a great basketball player, just because yes. somebody's an incredible singer, it doesn't mean they have wisdom. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Um, on a thing outside of the realm, if I wanted to, to know something about computers or entrepreneurism, I think that Bill Gates would be a tremendous one. Right. Or a lot of these people. It's interesting. There's not. There's. There's no clergyman, even a uh, uh, somebody famous like a like a pope, a Stephen Furtick, even yeah. or a Andy Stanley or Joel yeah. Osteen. There's you know not in the top of the list. Where's the, Where's the pope? I don't know. Do pope. You know? The pope is so far down here. It's ridiculous. So more people are following Taylor Swift than the pope or Stephen Furtick or, yeah. or anyone else. So it's, it's, it's interesting that the loudest voices don't have the most fruit in their own lives. Mm-hmm. Would you want relationship advice from Taylor Swift? Would you want relationship? Not after listening to her songs. Would you want marriage <laughs> advice? Would you want marriage advice from Jennifer Lopez? Or would you want, right. uh, you know, anything outside of this? Would you want financial advice from a lot of the celebrities or professional athletes that are a lot of times broke two or three years after yeah, their career is over? But there's, there's almost probably a little bit of a, a built-in mechanism as we were tribal and, mm-hmm. you know, developing as a, as a, as you know, a culture that somebody would have that much influence would have to be a, a tribal King or somebody who fought and, and won battles to be that person, right. you know, they, yeah. they, they had enough might to make it right or whatever. It's just interesting that, that the people with the loudest voices that have the largest influence, we give them credibility way outside of their realm. Mm-hmm. You know, That's you true. may even have a fantastic pastor or somebody that, that, that you would respect and want to follow. But if I sprained my ankle, I wouldn't want him to look at the x-ray. Right. You know, so people though have a voice way outside of, of way outside their lane that they should be mm-hmm. in. And I, the, the thing we want to dig into a little bit is how equipped are we as a species mm-hmm. to have 150,000, 100, 100, 100 million people listening to you? Mm-hmm. We have a country of 350 million, and LeBron James has 117 million 
people hanging on his every weird every word and they take it as truth right in a lot of areas of their life which that's interesting that you bring that up because um the sheriff um his name is alex villanueva actually challenged lebron james because he believes that lebron james uh propagated the idea that people are being hunted which then again has uh created a lot of these police shootings why does he think lebron james thinks people are being hunted well it's interesting because (laughs) on uh, may the 6th LeBron James actually made a tweet and it said, we literally um, are hunted every day, every time we step a foot outside the comfort of our homes. And it's hashtag stay woke, hashtag profiled because we are simply black. That was one of his tweets. His other tweets. So there's 117,000 people, 117 million people then yep. that receive this information from somebody they placed in a high level of regard mm-hmm. that now are like, wow, every time I leave the home, I'm being right. hunted. And you picture hunting. I mean, yeah. we live in Missouri. There's a lot of hunters. Yes. If you're hunting deer, they're in a tree stand. They got kill. a gun. They're waiting to kill. They're looking exactly. for a deer. I'm going to kill a deer today. So That's made what a, hunters do. It's true. He made another tweet that said, you have no idea how that cop that day left the house. You don't know if he woke up on the wrong side of the bed. You don't know if he had an argument at home with a significant other. You don't know if one of his kids said something to him and he left the house steaming. Or maybe he just left the house saying that today is going to be the end for one of these black people. So you hear that and you're like, wow, no wonder this challenge has come from um you know, the sheriff. And what he said was at that time, there was $175,000 raised uh, for a reward to find the shooter. And so at that time, he said, LeBron James, I challenge you to actually match that $175,000 to find uh, the shooter. I don't know if he's heard anything back. I haven't heard anything at this point. But what is pretty interesting is there has been a GoFundMe that was created and $675,000 has been raised uh, for reward to find this shooter. So the the country is coming behind. That shooter's not going to have a friend. No, that's for sure. (laughs) not. No, for $675,000. And you see the level of character of the people who were filming this this young mother who had her jaw blowing off that are cheering it. And celebrate and laughing, they thought it was funny because because a, a, a cop got shot. Um, that just makes me so sad. That's that's not somebody that's probably going to turn away six hundred and some thousand dollars no. uh, because of friendship. That's exactly. right. And so he's probably running in the wrong circle. So that's exactly. So LeBron right. James is 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 planting the seed in the young minds of his community. He's mostly in Los Angeles. This sheriff is in Los Angeles. This yep. is a, a Los Angeles story that spills mm-hmm. over into the rest of the country. You know, be like Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City yep. or, or something like that. Yep. The people look up to him. This sheriff is a LeBron James fan. He is. He <laughs> said he actually really uh, loves LeBron James, follows him, you know, is a big supporter of him. Well, just imagine whatever it is that you do uh, for a living. Imagine if the most influential person in our country and by far the most influential person in your town, if you live in Dallas or uh, say you lived in Kansas City mm-hmm. and and Patrick Mahomes sent out on Twitter that, hey, if you buy coffee at this Starbucks, they're trying to kill you. Those people want you. I mean, you would never go there. Everyone at Starbucks wants you dead. Yep. How, how And the community began treating you differently. Right. Because Patrick Mahomes, who's never been to your coffee shop probably, doesn't mm-hmm. know you personally. Maybe he got burned by coffee once and went off on his own thing. Right. You know, it's like. You never know. But Patrick Holmes probably is not the most well-read, most studied person on the coffee industry within mm-hmm. your town. Mm-hmm. He's speaking from feeling and emotion, not statistics, not factual data, but he would be creating a thought in everyone in your community. 
that you're an evil person because you work at that Starbucks. Yep, and I think that's really what's happening now. And you, we are seeing uh, more police shootings right now. They're acting out on it. They are. They and, are. And, and, and just to kind of tie this into another kind of social issue, we're, we're went through NFL training camp. Mm-hmm. We went through the NFL offseason. Went through NFL training camp. Went through week one of the NFL and all of the Pittsburgh Steelers were wearing the name of a guy named, I think it's Antoine Rose. Mm -hmm. They're dedicating their season to this guy. This is our guy. This guy's the victim of, of everything that we think is bad in our country. And these are all multi-million dollar athletes. We think, well, they must know what they're, they're talking about. Well, come to find out these players didn't do as much research as that they would do to determine who's going to sing the national anthem at a game, like national anthem. Now, Anthony, you'd probably listen to a couple of recordings. Okay, this person's good. Right. This yeah. person's okay. We'll we'll go with this one. Yeah, they picked the person to put on their helmet without even the players even looking at it. Because come to find out, the guy that they had on there, uh, I mean, was wanted. It was being pursued for a drive-by shooting. He was a black man of shooting another, another black, black man. man. Car exactly. rolls up on him. Guy gets out, kills a guy, and then the police are chasing him because that community called nine one one, wanted the police in there to help fix this. Yep. And as they were chasing that guy, I'm not going to get all the details. You can Google it, develop your own opinions on, on Anquan Rose and, and whether he's somebody that the Pittsburgh Steelers should, should, should lift up on a pedestal all year. Like the New Orleans saints are lifting up Jacob Blake as, as their model, their hero, mm-hmm. their Rosa Parks. And it's, it's whether this isn't a conversation, whether he's a good guy or a bad guy. The question is, because you have a lot of Twitter followers, because you make a lot of money, does that mean that everyone that is doing that is well-read, well-researched, exactly. and is given the thoughts on this issue? Well, apparently not, because um, you know we're finding out now that yeah. there's some players that are not very happy once they did do research, but now they're a game into it. They're two games yeah, into now, it. Yeah, now players are starting to come out. They're like, whoa, hey, we weren't given this information. We didn't look at this. We didn't right. know. So, so. You're trying to create rage against the police by putting this victim's name on your helmet, but you didn't even take five minutes to Google it you spent, or you spent, look at the court documents. Yep. What was this guy charged for? He had the gunpowder residue on his hand that matched the gun and the description of the car of the other black man that he shot. Sometimes, I mean, who's the victim here and who are we celebrating? Right. So anyway, a lot of Twitter followers and a lot of income does not necessarily mean that you possess wisdom outside of your area of expertise. And I think just really being intentional with who are we making heroes in our lives? Who are we building up, you know, as heroes? Who are we telling our kids are heroes? Because that's who they're going to be looking to as well. And I think it's very important to be very careful. And I think also compartmentalize in your life. Say, this person is really good at sports. But I'm also not going to give them authority on yeah. how to, you know, fly an airplane. You know, it's like I, just because they're great in one area yeah, doesn't I mean, mean they're great in another area. Would you get on an airplane and would you say, hey, nice to meet you, Mr. Pilot. Have you ever flown before? No, but I'm crazy good at baseball. <laughs> you never would yeah, do I that. I know. You know, you never get a brain surgery like, man, I, I, I hope that, you know, this guy did a good job. Are you a good brain surgeon? Actually, not really, but I'm great at basketball. Right. You know, or no, I'm, but I'm a great attorney or yeah. I'm really funny. I'm a comedian. Yeah. You know. One of our quotes we use when we do workshops and seminars, and those of you that have been them in the past, we say this all the time, never take advice in any certain area from someone more screwed up than you in that area. Man, that is so good. And don't get so financial true. advice from your broke neighbor. Nope. You know, don't get medical advice from your crazy brother-in-law, you yep. know, unless he's a doctor. And even then, get another opinion. Right. That's exactly right. 
So we just thank you so much for your time today. And again, this is heroes versus posers and just really being intentional with who are you giving that authority to in your life and who are you uh, putting on a pedestal, especially for uh, your family, your kids, your grandkids and what they are seeing. So we want to leave on a positive note. Because it's a lot easier to actually define the positive stories than the bad. It is. Except for there's there's professional companies that sift the world to find the worst stories and feed them to every day. So you think that's... the normal. Yep. But in real life, when you turn the TV off, there's more good going on than bad. So we want to end with a high note yep. here. And we're going to play this clip for you um, so you can see it. If you're on YouTube, if you're um, on uh, the podcast, then basically what it is, is a detective was called because a little boy's bike was stolen and uh, they investigated it. This little boy's birthday came up and they didn't find the bike. But what they did do is the police went together and they actually purchased a bike for him. They even found out from the community uh, what that bike looked like that he had before. And they um, they actually bought him a bike just like the one that he had. And they bought him some extras, helmets and all kinds of stuff. The kid, for the kid just gets wrecked. So okay. It's a great story. Get your Kleenex ready to watch this story. It's an amazing story. You'll probably watch it more than once. It's really quick. But this might be something that LeBron would want to put on in the mix. In the mix with uh, people are, cops are hunting people. That cops are getting up in the morning. And if I had a fight with my wife, I'm not going to be driving by. I'm going to look for somebody just to shoot. He might, yep. In the midst of that, I'm not saying he doesn't got to totally stop being crazy. He can keep the crazy, but he might want to blend it in with what's also happening yes. for real in our communities that might be planting seeds in young minds where they might not be resisting arrest and causing some of these problems. And it might lead towards them not walking up behind young mothers and shooting them in the face. Yes. Might be a good mix. LeBron might want to think about this. Watch this clip. You're going to love it. End on a high note. In spite of our downer conversation, end, end on a high note. Yes. You're going to enjoy this clip. Have a great day. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye. Stand right there What a 12 